This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's talk about the NFL now. No chilies involved, unfortunately. And we begin with the second half of the slate, week seven in the NFL. You know what? Let's start with, who knows, you're fine. Steelers at the Rams. Rams are laying three points. They're minus 175 <laughs> on the money line. I know. We can skip it. Steelers plus 145. Total set at 43. Spread has come down a half point from Rams minus three and a half. Again, I keep talking about this. These totals keep coming down. Actually, this one is up. I take that back. Finally, a total that has gone up from 42 and a hook to 43. God, I think I would still bet on the under in this game. I don't know. The, the Rams have been surprising on offense, considering they don't have a lot of talent. But Matthew Stafford has done a nice job of, of really gutting it up and playing, despite the fact that he was wearing a, a essentially a heating pad around his waist a couple weeks ago. But I don't know if I trust the Steelers enough to score to get this to the over, even though it is a low total to begin with. Do you have a side? Do you have a play? Do you even care about this game? Well, when you see this number, you kind of think to yourself, why are the Rams only laying three against this god-awful Steelers offense? Well, at Mm -hmm. least the Steelers are coming off a bye week. And usually this matters the most when you have a head coach that you can trust. And I think Mike Tomlin probably fits that bill, but when your offensive coordinator is Matt Canada, I think I go back and forth on that one. Do you think the bye week is enough for you to trust the Steelers here? Because a bye week, it means a lot in the NFL. Like, maybe not that much to bad head coaches, as we saw last night. The Chargers were coming off a bye. Brandon Staley didn't do too much. Like, they do get more healthy, and you can get Mm -hmm. more guys feeling 100%. And maybe that's the case for the Steelers' defense. I know they've been kind of banked up uh, throughout uh, the season. But still, I don't think I have any faith and trusting the Steelers' offense. I think I'd still lean towards the Rams here. Yeah, I think I would too, despite the money coming in on the Steelers. Now, Matt is saying in the chat that Deontay Johnson could be coming back this week for the Steelers. That would be huge. I don't know if that really moves the number at all, but certainly the Steelers, who lack for any sort of offensive creativity under Matt Canada, can use all the help they can get. Chelsea, I'll just throw this out to you. You're you're taking a look at the afternoon slate as we speak. What game do you like the most or one you say, all right, this might get my money? Well, uh, from the afternoon slate, I've got to look at these times. Uh, Because we've already talked about the Chargers getting five and a half at the Chiefs. Uh, Chargers have covered three of the last four against the Chiefs. This Mm -hmm. is a big number. Uh, It's a divisional game, which usually I think is a good place to start. How about the Cardinals and the Seahawks game? Cardinals getting seven and a half here. It is a divisional dog, but the Cardinals on the road here. The Seahawks coming off a loss to the Bengals in a game where I feel like they should have won that game outright. Would you lay the Mm -hmm. seven and a half with the Seahawks here? Yeah, I kind of think I would. It's come down from eight, but I think this is a good spot for them to get right on offense and blow out someone. 
number just kind of sitting around there. I know it's – look, if you really want to get creative, I guess you could play it down to seven and lay the juice now. But ultimately, I think this is just a good spot for Seattle to get home, to get right, and to get that offense going again. I thought they would be better last week. They were not. And the Cardinals have been kind of plucky this year. They're not going to quit. But Seattle at home, I would go with the Seahawks here. I think I'd take a look at the over. Uh, the Seahawks, yeah. we know, can score. The Cardinals' defense is not the best in the league. We've seen mm-hmm. some big numbers in their past two games, giving up 26 points in each of the last two. So I think this is a good spot for the Seattle offense. I think either you take a look at a Seattle team total or you just take the over and kind of hope that maybe Arizona can put up something and at least contribute to the total there, sitting around 45 in that one but i don't know i don't think i want to lay seven and a half in a divisional matchup i think that just goes against my inner being but we kind of <laughs> talked about this as well uh we see a ton of very low totals we have five games that have a total of 40 or lower do you think this is an overcorrection correction from the last week in the nfl where we saw unders go 12 and 2 I don't know if it's an overcorrection. I just think if you look at the particular matchups over the past couple weeks, like for example, if you're if you're looking at let's say Chargers Chiefs, okay, well that's a total that has come down two points from fifty in the hook to forty eight in the hook, but also it's a short week for the Chargers, so maybe they're a little banged up. That sort of makes sense to me. If you're looking Dolphins Eagles, total is down from fifty two in the hook to fifty two. So that's still a high. Here's the thing. That's a really high number, right? So it doesn't surprise me that it's coming down. If you're looking at Niners Vikings, that total has come down a half point from 44 and a half to 44. But also there's a ton of injury concerns as well. If you look at the Jags game, Trevor Lawrence probably won't play in that game. So that total has come down. So I, I don't necessarily think it's an overcorrection. What I do think is because of the particular matchups we've seen and because of the injury questions, particularly going into this weekend, it has just sort of fallen that way. Yeah, I think you can probably make a case for a reason why these points totals are so low in a lot of these cases, but it doesn't seem to matter to me in some of these. Raiders-Bears 37-and-a-half, a battle of backup quarterbacks. I think I'll still hit the under in that one. Uh, And then let's talk about Commanders-Giants. We have not talked about this game just yet. Commanders only laying a point and a half on the road of the Giants, a total of 40 points there. I will not get conned into betting another total for the Commanders after last week. Uh, But the Commanders we've talked about on the show are a team that we want to trust when they're getting a lot of points, but not so much when they are favorites. However, this is a very short spread against one of the worst teams in the league. Jenks, is now the time to trust the Commanders? I don't know. Look, they beat Atlanta. Awesome. Great. And Desmond Ritter was not good in that game. Desmond Ritter, three second-half interceptions. Part of that was a Commanders secondary and a Commanders defense playing much better, but also Desmond Ritter threw some really bad picks in that game, like not even close. Like they should have picked him off. Here's the thing. If you look historically uh, uh, with the with the Giants and the Commanders, the Giants have really sort of mm-hmm. owned the Commanders. Now, Daniel Jones will not play for the Giants, but Tyrod Taylor has been a very good backup slash starter in this league for a long time. So I don't necessarily think 
this is nearly as big of a step back as you might think because you immediately think, oh, the starter's not playing to backup quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is a very good backup quarterback. Here's the thing. Since 2010, the Giants are 16-9-1 straight up against Washington. That includes going 1-0-1-1 last year. So I would lean commanders, but Washington has had a hard time being consistent this season. Giants coming off a good performance against the Bills. This might be a decent spot for the G-Men. I'm not going to bet this game, but I am not sold on the Commanders just because it's a short number because the Commanders just got finished losing three straight before that win against the Falcons. From a watching perspective, what is the game that you want to make sure to tune into? I think Dolphins-Eagles actually looks like a mm-hmm. great primetime game. I don't know if I'd take the over 52. 52 seems sky high to me, especially yeah. for a primetime game. But, you know, simply from a watching perspective, which game are you most interested in? Oh, I think you nailed it. Dolphins, Eagles, because you're going to have that night crowd in Philly, which is going to be absolutely insane. You have the Dolphins going on the road away from Miami, and they're not as effective on the road as they are at home. And you have, think about all of just the offensive weapons on both sides of the football. I don't know if they hit the total there, but whether it's the Eagles offensive weapons or all the speed that the Dolphins have, I think that should be a fantastic matchup. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.